and welcome to episode five of the DFB podcast. I am AJ Wolf. I write DisneyFoodBlog.com, and I am here with my co-host Brad Johnson from WDWForGrownups.com. Hello, everyone. I, uh, we are here celebrating our fifth episode, which doesn't sound like much, but it is in fact our thirty-fifth episode in dog episodes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, I, I. That's true. So we have. It is quite an astronomical. It is number. quite an achievement that we have made it to our thirty-fifth dog episode. Congratulations, so. Bradley. Congratulations, AJ. So, <laughs> on this fifth or thirty-fifth, depending. He said on your just species, folks. He said he had a good joke. For I didn't this say it was one. good. I didn't say it was good. I so, just said I had. A, I had something. I. I had. I wanted to say. All right. All right. I'll try. I'll try to save you next time. You, you don't like my my. Uh, All right, what's going on this podcast? And this episode of the DFB podcast, we are going to start off with some news, including a lot of exciting developments in Disneyland. Then we're going to move on to Disney World's Magic Kingdom to discuss some of our favorite counter service options there. And we'll probably mention a couple of Disneyland ones as well. Then we're going to take reader questions, do a little trivia, and then... We're going to try and come up with better jokes for the opening of the next episode. <laughs> better jokes. Oh, fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Well, so shall we get going? Yeah, let's get going. And just so you know, guys, we're trying to work on our uh, our sound quality here to make it better. So Yeah, we've been working on that. So if you guys can let us know if this sounds better, the same, worse, we'd love to know. So yeah, leave us a comment over at dfbpodcast.com if you have any opinion on the sound quality on this one. Indeed. Here we go. Here we go. So let's dive into some Disney food news, shall we, AJ? Yeah, dive. So there's some news about probably one of my favorite Disney events of all time, which is Epcot's Food and Wine Festival. What do we Woo! got there? What have we discovered about Epcot's Food and Wine Festival, AJ? All right. So we all know that the Epcot Food and Wine Festival is starting in the fall, September 28th to November what? What? To the- November 12th. Theoretically, anyway. That's right. So so earlier this week, I don't know if you guys know Stitch Kingdom, he, he, sent, he sent me a tweet and he said, looks like... There's an extra Disney day, and we are going to extend the Food and Wine Festival to the 12th instead of the 11th, because it had previously been marked as the 11th as the close date. Looks like now it's going to be the 12th, so that may change, but that's what it says on the Disney World website, so hooray. An extra potential day of food and wine is very exciting news. Extra day of griddled Greek cheese. And I also saw on your blog a news I hadn't seen anyplace else about a new booth for the 2012 festival. Yes. So everybody knows that that, uh, that, that the Food and Wine Festival has um, international marketplace booths around the World Showcase, uh, the World Showcase Lagoon. This year, they will be bringing us a vegan-only marketplace. So one of the booths will be all vegan food. They're going to have um, something called... Chicken, 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 yeah. uh, which is a curry dish with rice. So anyway, we're waiting for more details on that, but there will be an all-vegan booth. So be excited. I'm really surprised that that's taken this long to come around. I feel like a lot of people really wanted that, and I think it's going to be a big, a big boon for a lot of people's enjoyment of the of the festival. I agree, and I hope that that is a harbinger for a little more focus on special diets like gluten free, um, you know, vegetarian, vegan, and and you know, for the past two years they have marked the vegetarian options on the booth menus, but I don't think there's been a lot of vegan food. I think bunny chow was the only thing that was vegan last year. So. Yeah. 
if, if that. So I think that's a great addition. Speaking of great additions, we've got all kinds of great additions over at Disneyland. Oh, my gosh. Disneyland explosion. Tons of great a food explosion in Disneyland. There's like bits of Disneyland food everywhere. Everywhere. <laughs> That's right. So mostly where where the explosion is happening is uh, is across the plaza over in Disney California Adventure. Now you've heard us talk about this before, and if you read the blog, you've been seeing the sneak peeks. Um, but we do have sneak peeks of the food that will be available starting June 15th when the uh, when Disney California Adventure all the different spots open. Cars Land will have two new restaurants. Buena Vista Street is going to have a couple of new dining spots, including Carthay Circle Restaurant, which the walls are down. You can go check it out now. Um, can't can get I into eat, there? eat. Nope, okay. can't get into eat yet. But um, but that is very very soon that you'll be able to do that. The full menu is on our is on our blog now, and. Um, Let's see. What else is going on over there? So the Mad Tea Party just started. Now, it wasn't supposed to start until June 15th, but it did launch on May 25th. That's the thing with Mad Tea Parties. You can never trust them you to start when You never know what's going to happen, right? They're mad. They're, that's why. Otherwise, it'd just be a tea party. That's right. Exactly. So Mad Tea Party is replacing Electronica in California Adventure. You can get all kinds of neat drinks, all kinds of, of eats. Of course, it's Alice in Wonderland themed. And I hear it's fantastic. Excellent. Anything else in Disneyland, or is that pretty much it? I think that's that's all that's going on over there. That's right? pr- you know I don't want to take up all our time with that, but if you definitely head over to the blog, look and and, uh, and look at Heather Seaver's column, our Dining in Disneyland column, and check out. We we got to try a bunch of the food, so you can see pictures of a lot of the food you're going to be eating. Um, all I can say is there's going to be pop rocks, so get ready for the pop rocks. There's always pop rocks. So then, subject to change. <laughs> oh, and one more thing about the Mad Tea Party. They have something called Jabberwocky juice. So is that mushed up Jabberwockies? <laughs> I don't. I haven't had it. I'm not sure. I'm sure it's green. No, Jabberwocky juice is uh, is actually a, a a green apple frozen drink. But I just love that it's called Jabberwocky. That juice. is a fun name. Anyway, okay, let's move on. All right. So then we also have some Disney Cruise Line news about champagne lunches, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. Okay. So I get this great email from Ms. Deb Wills who writes allears.net, which I know you've seen because it's fabulous. Um, but she was letting me know that there, and she actually has a review of it on her blog. You should go check that out. So the champagne lunches are taking place on the Fantasy right now, and they are taking place at Remy, which is one of the two adult-only restaurants on the boat. And um, what you can do, I mean, it's basically fabulous courses, yummy champagne. Right now it's a beta testing only phase. So there's only 40 spots available. Happens on a sea day. You can't book it till you're on board. So as soon as you get on board, head up to Remy and and book that um, if you're interested. And I think it's about 50 bucks per person. No word yet on whether it's coming to the dream or not, but it will be on the fantasy if you're sailing soon. As far as I know, it's beta test. So, but it is in Remy. So if you're a five-year-old who enjoys champagne lunches, you're pretty much out of luck. Out of luck. Oh, well. All right, I think that yeah, covers our news roundup. Yep. Tomorrow, shining at the end of every day. There's a great big beautiful tomorrow, and tomorrow's just a dream away. So now it's time to talk about Magic Kingdom counter service, and just for fun, I think we'll also throw in a little Disneyland counter service as well. Okay, sounds good. MKCS. MKCS. Now here are the rules. Yeah. For Magic Kingdom, you get to pick your three favorite places. You, if I pick one that you want or you pick one that I want, we can't duplicate them. Okay. And they don't have to be ranked in order of, of, of preference. And we'll also do one each from Disneyland as well. Do you have to be able to get a full meal there? 
Yes. It, it's, it, it has to be a full meal kind of place. Yes. Okay. So I can't just say Sunshine Tree Terrace because I can get a you citrus You cannot load. I mean, you may think that's a meal, but I think that most people, well, a lot of people would disagree with that. Okay. So let's go with your first pick first, AJ. What is your, among your favorite places for Magic Kingdom counter service? Okay. What am I first? I'm going to say this because it's been my favorite for a long time. Like, a long time I've been going to this restaurant. Pecos Bills. That is a popular answer with many people. Pecos Bill, Tall Tale Inn and Cafe. It's not actually called Pecos Bills. It's called Pecos Bill, Tall Tale Inn and Cafe. And as Matt Hotchberg would say, Pecos, I say Pecos. So this place is in Frontierland. It is on the corner. I say it's in the corner of Frontierland and Adventureland. So like half the restaurant looks Adventurelandy and half the restaurant looks Frontierlandy. So, you know, depending on how you come in, um, this is a place where you can get great burgers. Um, I like the burgers anyway. You can get Angus burgers. You can get bacon cheeseburgers. Um, I believe they do have a taco salad going on there. But something that I love about this place too is the condiment bar where you've got sauteed mushrooms, sauteed onions, tomatoes, cheese, lettuce. You can make a whole salad there if you want, if that's something you like to do. Um, but mostly it's condiments for your burgers, et cetera. But I love that place. They're, they're serving some corn on the cob there right now. It's a seasonal item. Um, can also get some cheese, plastic cheese, which I love. So how about you? What's your, what's your top? Um, I'm going to, it's not necessarily my top, but among my tops is Columbia Harbor house, which I oh, think is, that's, yeah, everybody loves Columbia Harbor yes, house. Cause I, I think that it's got a lot going for it. It's got some great menu items. I, I particularly enjoy the clam chowder there, but you'll find that I, since I don't eat counter service that, that much mm-hmm. that I find that ambiance and stuff like that is a big, is a, a, a key component for me. And I really enjoy going upstairs in there. First of all, I, I love anything Liberty, Liberty Square-ish and to begin with. And secondly, I, I really You're enjoy, a Revolutionary War kind of guy? I am. I, I am an, a Revolutionary War kind of guy. You're Patriot? Uh, yes, I am. I am. Um, and uh, so, I, but my favorite thing is to go sit upstairs with my bowl of clam chowder and just kind of relax up there because it's, a, you know, it's got, it's got that, that, Liberty Tree, Liberty Square vibe that I really enjoy, combined with a nice, you often quiet thing upstairs. Because a lot of people don't even realize you can go upstairs. So yeah, yeah. So I, would it, would we be safe to say that you like the places where you can escape the crowds? That is, uh, the crowds are my bane at Disney World. Yeah. That is that that's basically going to be probably if you said here is a restaurant with terrible terrible food and so no one goes there, I'd be like that's the place for me. Yeah. <laughs> no one goes there because the food's awful. Awesome, I'm gonna go there. Oh no, oh no! How do we ever get you on this podcast? I'm, I'm I'm a troublemaker. So, what's your second pick there, AJ? So, okay, so my second pick, I'm gonna go with Cosmic Rays, almost yes. solely because of Sunny Eclipse. Yes. <laughs> well, and it is a it is definitely a a favorite among many people. I think that a lot of people would list that as their number one counter service spot. Well, you know, Magic it's Kingdom. huge. It's easy. It's right there in the middle of kind of the hub in Tomorrowland. It's very easy to get to. Um, you can get huge meals here: ribs, rotisserie chicken, burgers, um, all kinds of stuff. They also have a huge condiment bar. They have plastic cheese. They got everything you need. I'm but noticing the, condiment bars and plastic cheese feature prominently deal. on those your are big program. deals. But for those who don't know who Sunny Eclipse is, he is an audio animatronic alien who sings fun songs to you while you're eating. But there is there is one thing that I know is a bit of a drag for for me, but a lot of people really hate about 
cosmic rays, and that is the pod system over there. Yeah, you know, the pod system isn't horrible generally, but if you are a family or if you're, especially if you're a single parent with kids, um, if you've got a group of people who all want to eat at different places and some of those people are young people who can't stand in line by themselves, then it can be very annoying because you essentially have to stand in every single line in order to, because each pod serves different types of food. So if you want chicken nuggets, you have to get in a different pod than if you wanted, you know, burger or whatever. A rib, ribs yeah. or something or chicken um, or whatever. So yeah, that doesn't make any sense. But um, <laughs> not chicken. What are what's in the chicken nuggets if it's not chicken? <laughs> That's right, yeah. What are you not telling we're us? We're not going to start a conspiracy. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, so if you want two different things from two different pods, you're going to have to stand in two different lines if you've got little kids with you. Yeah. And I think that's just a kind of, I mean, that seems horrible if you're a single parent. You yeah. Know, that's, just, that's just awful. Yeah. Go, go to Columbia Harbor House. That's right. Um, <laughs> so then I guess we'll go to my second pick, which is, again, I'm going kind of on atmosphere more than anything. And also just kind of. I feel like its reputation is is overly impugned. So I'm going to pick Pinocchio Village House, which all kinds of people are going to write comments about how much they don't like this place. But for me, I think the food is unfairly maligned. And secondly, I think it's a great place. Like if you've got a kid who wants, you can get to go watch, sit there and watch people go into small world. Um, you can go up and sit on the balcony and relax up there if it's not too, too crowded. Yeah, they do have a cool upstairs seating area that very few people even know is there. And I can also tell you that I read uh, the DFB Guide to Magic Kingdom Snacks. And I, on its recommendation, I tried the tomato soup there. And it was quite good. I love that stuff. It's really – and it's, it's, it's a good light meal to have in kind of the middle of the day if you've got – you know, because that actually happens to me a lot where I've kind of got an ADR and long enough – that I can't make it without eating, but soon enough that I don't want to ruin my, yeah. my ADR. So that's a nice light thing to that kind of snack on. That soup is perfect, and you can get it for a snack credit, which is nice. So Pinocchio Village House in Fantasyland, while I wouldn't just say it's a must, must, must do, I think that all the people who hate on it are probably being a little overly harsh on it. And another thing to mention, Pinocchio Village House just changed up their menu a little bit. So instead of the round you know, Pizza Planet pizzas, they actually have flatbreads now. They have three different kinds of flatbreads, which actually look pretty good from the pictures I've seen. So I I haven't tried them either, but I I, I noted the same thing. I was like, that looks, you know, suspiciously good. Yeah. And if you're hating on it because they took away the Figaro fries, you're just going to have to get over it. We do feel your pain though. We understand that you're... you're, They're not going to bring those back, I don't think. Yeah. So give me pick number three for you, AJ. Okay, so pick number three for me is now there's tons that I could choose from, and I'm sorry if I'm not picking the right ones because they're all wonderful. But pick number three for me is going to have to be Casey's Corner because it is the classic. I mean, hot dogs, fries, once again, plastic cheese, corn dog nuggets, nachos, chili. You got you've just got your your classic ballpark. All snacks four there. food groups. That's right. Great view of the parades from there as well. Um, great view of the fireworks from there. So it's just I, I just love that place. So I'm going to cheat for okay. my third place and take two different places. Right. Okay. The first one I'm going to take is Main Street Bakery because cinnamon roll. Yeah. Right? And okay. I, I feel bad about leaving off cinnamon roll. And the second place I'm going to take is Sleepy Hollow because. Those waffle sandwiches are are. I want to encourage the heads of the food at the Magic Kingdom to keep making cool new stuff like the like the waffle sandwiches. That's a good point. We definitely want more things like waffle sandwiches at uh, 
at Disney World. And the and and you know, I'm so glad you picked Sleepy Hollow. It the menu changes a lot, but they've always they're always trying out something new and interesting there. And they've always got something there that's unique that you can't get anywhere else in Disney World. So I, I agree wholeheartedly on that one. And you can get a full meal there. So that that's within the rules. Yeah. And I think technically you can get a full meal at Main Street Bakery too, because you can get like a ham and cheese croissant. And if you're gonna do breakfast, you can get a full and meal. And that cinnamon roll is a whole meal in and of itself. Cinnamon roll's like eight meals. Yeah. Exactly. So speaking of cool counter service, I am of the opinion, and I think you agree with me, that Disneyland just has way better counter service than Disney World. I'm not at liberty to say it has way better Way may be an overstatement, but I would say that, you know, on the average... I would say, generally, I like the counter surf at Disneyland better than the counter service at Disney World. Generally. Generally. On exactly. average. But so let's to each pick one place. Since Disneyland got a little more news than Disney World, we're going to limit ourselves to just one each on Disneyland. So top of your head, be prepared for being yelled at by people who, when we forget something, you know, obvious, you know, what's, let's each take a Disneyland place. I... I'm going to take Rancho Del Zocalo because ah, okay. I, I actually like both Rancho Del Zocalo and the uh, Mexican food in, in uh, California Adventure. Casino Cucamonga. Yes, that one Cucumanga. are both, yeah. I think, have very serviceable uh, Mexican counter service. And the the atmosphere at Rancho Del Zocalo is awesome. I love the little outdoor market it's feel. All, I want my backyard to look like Rancho Del Zocalo. Yeah. And uh, I love the little lanterns and everything out there. That's right. I mean, like, I want to decorate my backyard to look like That's right. That's, that's yeah. my feeling as well. Yeah. So how about you, AJ? What do you want to pick from Disneyland? Well, I'm going to have to go with the French market. Okay. Um, I'm a big fan of Hungry Bear as well. Love the Hungry Bear new menu. But I'm going to have to go with the French Market. Um, French Market has that four cheese pasta, which is really, really good. They've got um, cornbread. And you just can't go wrong with Disneyland cornbread. You've heard us say it before. That is true. But I'm going to count in French Market the um, the beignet window. I was going to say because, in fact, I really don't. Like, I could pick the French Market as my favorite place, even though there's really nothing inside that I want that badly. But if you go outside to that window, yeah. there's Mickey Beignets, which is, like, my favorite thing. They've got Mickey Beignets there, and they also have... Um, Mint juleps? Yes. I couldn't think of the word. I'm here to help. That's why I'm Disneyland, on this podcast. the Disneyland Mint Juleps, which you either love or you hate. So, you know... I'm actually ambivalent towards them. Are you really? Mm, yeah. There's a lack of alcohol, so you'll have to sneak in yeah. your own for That's that. Right. But... Uh, but I, I, French Market is a is a winner to me. I, I'm a big fan of French Market. All right. So now, of course, these are off the top of our head. These are we we forgot some. We, there's you know there's some that you love and be sure and, and we love over. them too. Most likely, most likely we it wasn't that we don't. It's not that we hate your favorite restaurant. It's just that you know we were on the spot and had to come up with some. So if you have your own opinions, why don't you go to dfbpodcast.com and leave us a comment about how just flat out wrong we are to forget your favorite <laughs> that's right and let's not forget that next year at this time we'll be able to add gaston's tavern and be our guest restaurant to the list of counter service places because be our guest restaurant actually is going to be counter service for lunch and, and gaston's tavern will be counter service as well and those are both in in the new fantasy land in uh in magic kingdom so yay yay <laughs> So, like we said, be sure and tell us how foolish we are over at dfbpodcast.com. Leave us a comment on the episode. We appreciate all your thoughts. Yeah, thanks, guys. Now it's time to do some reader questions. Are you excited, AJ? 
I love reader questions. I do too. In fact, we love them so much that we would love it if you sent us some more at podcast at disneyfoodblog.com with podcast in the title of the message. So let's get going with this week's questions. The first one is from Gail G, who would like to know, how do you get the most out of your Disney Dining Plan snack credits? So Gail G sent us multiple questions about the Disney Dining Plan. And Gail, we will try to get to all of them, but I wanted to focus on this one um, because it's one we get a lot from folks. Disney Dining Plan snack credits, One of the there's lots of good ways to use them. We actually have a blog post about the best ways to use them in 2012 specifically. But... um, something that you should always know is that snack credits are usually going to be for things that are $4.50 or less. Um, interestingly, that amount's been creeping up a little bit. So keep an eye out. It's actually, you're actually getting more value now than you did before for your snack credits. So about $4.50 or less. And those things are always going to be single, um, single servings. As you're looking through the Disney food blog, as you're planning, be sure to consider, okay, what, what things can I get for that much money? Those are usually going to be snack credits. And speaking of planning, that's probably the best way you can get good value out of your snack credits is think ahead, look ahead, you know, read the Disney food blog. We talk about snacks all the time over there. Um, and, and plan ahead so that you're not just kind of spending your credits on like a bottle of water. That's right. Don't be like Brad. I'm like the, the goofus of uh, <laughs> snack credits where it's like they all wind up on bottles of water, right? Don't be like Brad. Right. So, so bottles of water are great, but they're not the best use because they're not going to make, they're not going to save you the most money. Um, so things like giant cupcakes or ham and cheese croissants in France, um, you can make an entire meal out of snack items. Like we were talking about the, the tomato soup earlier or a baked potato at, um, in the magic kingdom at the Liberty square market, you can get a baked potato for a snack credit. So there's actually entire meals you can make out of snack credits. And another, of course, fantastic use of snack credits is the grand and glorious Epcot Food and Wine Festival. Yes, yes. At the Food and Wine Festival, you can use your credits on the uh, and speaking of values, booths. And speaking of values creeping up, I've seen a lot of items that were over $4.50, I think, at the, at the Food and Wine Festival that, were, that, that you could get with a snack credit. Absolutely. Yep, you can, you can buy things that are like $7 normally for a snack credit there. So if you're going at a non-Epcot Food and Wine Festival time, save your snack credits, go through a time machine, and when you get to the right time, <laughs> use them, and then go back to your normal time. It's, but if you are there at the Epcot Food and Wine Festival time, use them on. I'm so confused. Just trust me on this. Time machine. It's great. Just okay. go with the time machine. All right. Gail, I'm sure you were hoping for time machine answers, and we've provided one. There so. you go, Gail. I hope that's helpful. <laughs> Now, we've got our second question is from Paul L., who would like to know, what is the largest counter service entree you've found? Okay. So, hey, Paul. I know Paul. He's, he's a good buddy. Um, the largest one I, I have found is multiple entrees over at Wolfgang Puck Express, which there are two of in downtown Disney Orlando. And basically, I mean, their pasta dishes are massive. The pizzas are huge. Easily able to split between two people most of those uh, meals. And speaking of, uh, you know, if you're looking for something in the park, speaking of something that's easily enough for two people, at, at Cosmic Rays, they have a ribs and, and chicken meal there that, that, I mean, it's not enough for two brads, but it's enough for two regular people yeah. to, to be able, you know. They have that at Fairfax Fair of in Hollywood Studios as well. It's there the you same, go. It's the same meal, but it's just freaking massive. Yep. Yep. All right, then. Those are the ones we found, Paul. And then our third question is from Jenny Y. Jenny Y. Who wants to know, is the Plaza Inn in Disneyland a character meal? This is a good question because it's a bit confusing. So the Plaza Inn in Disneyland, not to be confused with the Plaza in the Magic Kingdom, Plaza Inn in Disneyland 
in the morning is a character breakfast. So you do have Minnie Mouse and friends, which could be anyone from like Captain Hook to the godmother, fairy godmother. It's like crazy mishmash of characters. But it is a character breakfast table service. Then at noon, a stroke of noon, it turns into... All the characters disappear. Characters It's no out. longer t- table service. Not table service. Not a character meal. It's like a completely different restaurant. At noon, it turns into a counter service restaurant, and they serve the best fried chicken on the planet. I can tell you that I recently went there and got not the fried chicken, and I regretted my decision. Why would you get not the fried chicken? It, you at know, the Plaza I feel Inn. like I need to try these other things and see what they're like. And I mean, it, I instantly regretted that decision. It was, it was. Wow, you know, that makes me sad. sad for you. I was sad for myself. Anyway, so Plaza Inn in Disneyland, character table service breakfast, counter service no characters lunch dinner. So those are our questions today. We really love and appreciate all your questions, like I said. So if you do want to send us questions, send them to podcast at disneyfoodblog.com with podcast in the title of the email. Yeah. Thanks, guys. AJ, I'm feeling a mood come over me. What kind, what? Of, what kind of mood is that? That's good. You, you did it unprompted. I didn't even have to say you know what kind of mood it is. It's a trivia mood. Wow. What does that feel like? It feels trivialistic. Does it feel... Just go with it. Just trivial. With it. it feels trivial? It, it tri- no, it doesn't feel trivial. It's, it's moving. So, AJ... Let's start with our trivia question from last week. What was our trivia question last week? Our trivia question last week was a Disney World trivia question, and it was about Liberty Tree Tavern in the Magic Kingdom. And the question was, what historical figures are each of the rooms in the Liberty Tree Tavern named after? I'm sure it was phrased better than that, but... And the answer was... Oh, no. I don't remember them all off the top of my head. Okay, let's go through. Okay. You got Betsy Ross... George Washington. George and Martha Washington. George and Martha Washington, which we were... we were. This will be relevant in a moment. In a moment. Um, John Paul Jones. Uh, ben Franklin. Ben Franklin. Thomas Jefferson. And... Paul Revere. There we go. I hope those are right. But our winner, in fact, was Holly B. Holly B. Who had a correction for us because the question was phrased, what six historical fi- figures were that named for? And in fact, it's seven historical figures because it is George and Martha Washington plus yes. the other five. She is 100% right. So Martha is, even has her own little area in the George Washington So she is room. technically correct, which is, of course, the best kind of correct. That's right. <laughs> Are y'all getting a feel for what Brad's like <laughs> as a person here? It's a good feel. <laughs> so... Now let's go into our question for next week. AJ, what's our question for next week? Okay, so the question for next we're back in Disneyland next for next week. And this is about Bengal Barbecue. If you've been there, that's a counter service restaurant in Disneyland. Um, the question is, there is a there is a type of bread served there. And it's a it's a whole bread dish on the menu and it's grilled. And we want to know the name of that bread dish. And it is tasty. It is tasty. So if you think you know the answer, send your answer to trivia at DisneyFoodBlog.com with the word trivia in the subject line of the email. Yeah. And we will potentially pull your name out of the hat next week and you will win a copy of a DFB guide just as Holly B. did this week. So congratulations to Holly B. And we hope you all send in your answers for next week. Yep. And you can choose whatever DFB guide you want when you win. So... 
lots of options. For our fifth episode or thirty-fifth dog episode, yes, of the DFV podcast. Thank you for joining us. A couple of notes: um, a lot of people have been asking us for us to get the podcast on Stitcher, and we have, we believe, done that. You have to let us know if it's working to your satisfaction. Um, additionally, we also are now doing a DFB podcast Twitter, so you can follow it at d- twitter.com slash DFB podcast if you'd like. Yep. Um, we also appreciate it if you subscribe to us on iTunes, and we really appreciate the uh, reviews and ratings on there. I tend to read every one of them except for the ones that AJ won't let me see because they're making fun of me. And uh, please leave <laughs> comments on dfbpodcast.com and let us know what you'd like to hear, what you think's good, what you think's bad. And again, if you can let us know if the sound quality is better, worse, or the same on this episode, we appreciate that as well. Yes, your comments and feedback are beloved to us. They are. So for AJ Wolf from the Disney Food Blog and uh, Brad Johnson from WDW. For, <laughs> sometimes I have trouble with my name. It's okay. Brad Johnson from WDW for Grownups.com. We are signing off and we'll see you soon. <laughs> <laughs>